welcome to episode 97 of the Teenage Daydream Podcast. <laughs> I'm Jet. And I'm Jen. And we are doing something we have not done before. Yeah. It is a series. A series wrap. Wrap up. My God. The OC is over. We went through 92 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> How? We did season wrap ups for each of them. Where we always do our little like award season that we go through, and yeah. now we're applying those awards to the entire series. Four I seasons, know. 92 episodes. I can't even. Right? <laughs> Truly wild. It's been a journey in so it many has. ways. <laughs> it has. Did we record any of these in person? Yeah, we did. We must have, right? Yeah, we must have. The first chunk, right? Yes. <laughs> Man, what a wild time in Truly. Newport Beach. <laughs> Honestly. I know I was going back over like everything that happened starting in season one. And I was just like, what? I forgot about so many things. <laughs> well, I didn't even like really write stuff because, you know, we usually talk about like notable plots. But I was just like, almost everything. <laughs> Right. And, like, so much happens. So much happens. Yeah, and, like, this is, you know, we've talked about it before. Like, this is the smallest series that we're yeah. probably going to do. And, like, everything happens in the show. Oh, my God. What What did you have for notable plots? Let's dive in. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you've got your right off the bat with, like, obviously Ryan showing up. And, like, just yeah. the whole, like, Seth and Ryan friendship developing. And... You know, burning down the model home. Oh, what? Yeah. Right? Um, Marissa <laughs> nearly dying in Tijuana. Everything with Oliver. Oliver. Oh. Oliver. I, I miss Oliver. I that Season one is so good. Oh my god, season one is so <laughs> friggin' good. <laughs> and then, like, Teresa comes in, too. Right? Oh, man. Julie and Luke hook up. Oi. Then she ends up marrying Caleb. This is all in season one. <laughs> also, I totally forgot that Ryan actually visits Trey in prison to do that. Yeah, like Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jimmy just stealing money from his clients. Yep. Man. Yeah. And then... Anna. Anna. <laughs> oh my god. See, this is just it. Like... There's literally so much happens in season one that I just... I know. Forget. Because then... Well, and it's funny. It's because, like, the Oliver thing, I always think, happens much later than it does. But, like, it happens yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. In that season. It's, like, the middle, like, yeah, arc of like the show. Yeah, it's, like, the midway Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, I always... In my head, I think it was, like, season two or something. But no, it's just, like... Ugh. Right. Or, like, late season one. But yeah. no. Because then in season two... Well, because we get Teresa, right? So then, like, she, like, Ryan leaves. So then we have to get Seth and mm -hmm. Ryan back at the beginning of season two. Well, then we have all thing. our new characters, right? Like, Lindsay and Alex and DJ for a hot minute. Oh, and DJ. Zach. Oh, right, Zach. Zach. Fully forgot about Zach. I almost forgot about Zach, too, <laughs> while I was going through all of my notes. Yeah. Well, and that's like season two is where we get the bait shop is introduced oh and my like, God. yeah, which is like such a huge thing, especially season two, like just oh, as a sure. 
like music being so important to the show. Man. Yeah. The whole thing with Lindsay being Caleb's love child. Oh like I love also how she just disappears and we never hear from her again, despite the fact that she very much is Kirsten's sister. Yeah. <laughs> like I understand why it happens, but like it's just really funny. Like they never even mention her. She's never even like a passing like comment of like, oh yeah, I heard from Lindsay and she's doing really well. Just nothing. She's just gone. <laughs> oh man. Obviously, like, the end of... Well, then, isn't season two, like, the whole Rebecca and Sandy thing? Yes. Oh, man. What yeah, else is... Okay, so well, season... Sandy... I think Sandy and Rebecca is, like, actually kind of mid-season two. Yeah. Because then it's Kirsten and Carter afterwards. And the whole Atomic County thing happens in there, too. Right, and so, the, like, like, with, with Summer that Summer and... Zach oh, triangle. God. Yeah, I just yeah. totally forgot about that whole arc. Right. All and, like, Trey arcs. comes back in at some point. There's all that drama with Jess. And then, like, because oh, it's Jess. the end of season two when Marissa shoots Trey. Yeah. <laughs> Truly wild. Oh, and then season three, we go to public school. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Johnny. Oh, my God. And that whole bit with Charlotte. Oh, right. Ryan. Kirsten when Kirsten's in rehab. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sandy does his little stint as like running the Newport group. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and John... then there's what's his face? That's um. In Matt. Like, Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Right. I know. I totally forgotten about him too. <laughs> yeah. And then this this is when Caitlin comes back as uh. Okay. What's her face? Little Holland. Yeah. Man. Yep. Johnny <laughs> dies. Marissa dies. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And like, and that's when Taylor comes in. Oh no, wait, she comes season three. In my head, I'm yeah, already talking. Yeah, she's yeah, she's. No wait, yeah, that is season three. Yeah, yeah, but it's right? right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, she's got that whole thing going on with the dean of discipline, Dean Hess. Right. Oh my god. So so gross i just realized that um when i was looking at worst couple i think i actually forgot about them and they might actually take that yeah i definitely forgot about them (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but we have the whole like seth and summer like breaking up because he didn't get into brown and that whole situation and the whole thing with like anna and Teresa showing up again right yeah marissa dating volchek Ugh. Julie and Dr. Roberts getting together. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's truly a lot. Then the Newport group burns down. You mean Seth burns down the Newport yeah. group? <laughs> yeah, Seth burns down the Newport group. Man. Yeah. And then even season four, like it was a short season. They were obviously trying to wrap stuff up, but like, again, I feel like so much happens. Yeah. Well, because the whole first, like, I guess three episode arc. Is like the sort of like Marissa wrap up. Yeah, exactly. Ryan being emo, living, you know, moving out of the yeah. house. Yeah, Chuck getting, you know. Eventually, like, yeah. arrested or whatever. Yeah. Taylor coming back to Newport, <laughs> getting divorced from her French husband. And just all of the stuff with Ryan and Taylor and like. Right. Pure Someone Taylor hijinks. Yeah. All of the Tay stuff. I always remember the Tay stuff, but I keep forgetting that, like, Summer went to Brown and got kicked out. Yeah. 
new match and it becoming an escort service. <laughs> then Kristen yeah. getting pregnant and everybody moving to Berkeley. Man. Right? So crazy. Truly. Like, again, it's a teen soap opera, but man, so much happened. <laughs> oh, so much happens. Well, and then we have an earthquake at the end. Yeah, which, like, speaking of, what what did you have as your, like, most California moment of the series? Um, You know, I had a hard time with this. It's hard to pick. <laughs> it's hard to pick just one. Like, yeah. so much of, but what I ended up going with, because I'm throwing it back to season one here. Mm. Um, when Ryan that first night that Ryan stays at the Cohen's and he wakes up and he comes out of the pool house and it's like oh. that pan from the Cohen backyard and like over the infinity view. pool yeah 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 it's that one for me that's a pretty good one I forgot about that <laughs> I I went with the earthquake because like that's just, just like so California um but also, like, they were all, I mean, again, every single episode we had, like, multiple, like, Cali coastline pans of marinas and giant houses and um, mm-hmm. terracotta bricks and whatnot. But then also, like, there were the desert trips. We got a couple of those. Those were really good. Yes, those were really good. Those were, like, my runners up because I loved those. Yeah. Um, but I figured, like, they couldn't win since technically, like, that could have happened in, like, Nevada or somewhere else, too. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Which, like, definitely <laughs> go to Vegas at one point. Oh, yeah, the Vegas, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. What season was that? Two? I think it the was Vegas? season one. Oh, right, because it was for, like, Caleb's... Before Caleb and Julie get married. Oh, my... Oh, my yeah. God. Right? But, like, because, like, Seth and... Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It's truly wild. Oh, my goodness. That was just... Yeah. And again, lovely segue. Speaking of Caleb. Um, (laughs) Who did you have as most annoying? I don't know. Okay, listen. I don't know if I'm just coming off of season four (laughs) and ergo supremely annoyed by Che. But for me, it's Che. Like, truly, maybe Jess. She's also very annoying. Yeah. Uh, But no, for me, it's Che because he just is in it so much and he is so consistently annoying like I feel like all the other characters more or less that we had on the show mm-hmm. even if they were annoying at some point they were not annoying every time they were on screen well yeah cause like I also had Che with then obviously like my notes and my you know my thesis as to why um, cause like looking <laughs> back at some of the other ones you know season one I'd picked Julie cause Julie was just annoying the whole time being like right. super, you know, rich Julie Cooper. Right. Or let me rephrase that, gold digging Julie Cooper. Mm-hmm. Second season, I think I had to tie like Rebecca was super annoying. Oh, but also yeah. like Kirsten, because she was kind of being stupid and doing stuff. Yeah. And and we had Jess in season two as well. Right. Um, season three, I could not remember who we picked. But like, you know, even those, you know, first couple of things, like Caleb was kind of annoying. Like, there's a lot of people who were annoying, but it was kind of more tied to their character to help drive plot, whereas Che was right. just stupid and annoying, and, like, that is not someone 
that you would ever actually want like want to hang around with or like it was so fake put on because of course you know eventually we do realize that like he's rich and like it is completely just like Mm-hmm. stupid and like yeah so agreed <laughs> yeah no it's just like in the entire series he's absolutely the... and I think because he's around for so long like some of the other really annoying characters like Jess mm-hmm. is just not around enough to like fully yeah be annoying well and even all the times that she was there and annoying and like you know hitting on Ryan at one time or this or drugs or whatever it just felt so true to her character and like she was at she was at least being genuine to herself right you know? yes so like okay fine whereas like i just oh that fucking sweater that he wears and like i just can't it all just seemed so right put on and fake and i just hate it even yeah. caleb you know like right he's just a you know greedy bastard doing his greedy bastard thing like fine okay but Totally. Whatever. <laughs> and also, Caleb occasionally had a couple redeeming moments. Yeah, where I feel like Che didn't. Like, there was the time when, you know, he handcuffed himself to Summer to, like, apologize. Right. Which is just annoying. Which was annoying. Or, like, but... the time that he tried to help Seth, except that it was all wrapped up in that, like, her horrible cultural appropriation that I was like, I can't even... Well, that's, what, that's why it got even you, worse, right? Because, like, once right? he apologized to Summer, like, it should have been done and over. Okay, yeah, fine. Really I'm sorry I got you kicked out of school, this and that, whatever. It's done and over. But then he just kept being there because as if they felt they needed someone to be the person to, like, drive some stories or something. Yeah. When, like, Seth could have just gotten high again and had his own epiphany or, like, whatever. Right? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Yep. Man. Which, interestingly, I think is kind of a good segue into mm-hmm. our best guest star because Chris Pratt was a guest star. Yep. He's not winning this one. <laughs> I was, like, kind of torn on this one because yeah. if, we, if we think of, like, strictly then to now, like, mm-hmm. it kind of should be Chris Pratt because, like, now he's Chris, like, he's Chris right. Pratt, right? But again, I didn't want him to win. Uh, <laughs> right, but like as far as like enjoyability of somebody yeah. who was on the show, <laughs> well, that's why because I'm like Olivia Wilde, like that's because I was in my head, yes. I, I couldn't decide if it would needed to be someone who like is someone now. That, and then you you know all those times that we were like, oh my god, like it's Jeffrey D. Morgan or like mm-hmm. you know it's Kevin Sorbo, like the people that we got surprised at seeing, yeah. or you know, or like man, there's even like Paris Hilton that time. But, I know, like, right? Or should it have been like you know Samir Armstrong playing Anna? Or what's her face playing Teresa, like something like that. And I was like, as much as they were guest stars, it was. I really just like got lost in that. Like, should it be someone who's kind of like quote unquote like a celebrity now, or like right. So yeah, so many people. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, for me, it was like for the for the longer run characters. For me, it was Olivia Wilde, just because mm-hmm. not only is it cool to see her and her like where she started. Yeah. Um, but also just really like Alex as a character. Yeah, it was, it literally, like, added the spice that the group needed. Yeah. Because, like, as different, like, you know, Summer and Marissa were basically the same. Seth was the outcast of Newport, but at the same time, you're still a white rich dude in Newport. Right. So then, like, Ryan came in, and, like, that was, like, a big difference. 
and like not in the bad way or anything but like he he fit in like it mm-hmm. he adapted well or well wellish <laughs> punched a lot of people right. but you know So, yeah, so she was this very different from their entire group Mm -hmm. thing. So, yeah, I also had her within, like, shoutouts to all the people that I had said. Oh, yeah, totally. I know. Like, for, like, one-off randoms that I was like, oh, my God, look who it is. It was totally Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Just because it was so unexpected. Yeah. Um, And also, I mean, like, I guess shout-out to the cast of Twilight for basically getting their entire collective start on this show. (laughs) You're totally right. Maybe Twilight won. <laughs> Twilight wins best guest star. <laughs> oh man, I tangent on on YouTube. Netflix has a show like Queens Who Like to Watch, and it's usually Trixie, Mattel, and Katya, who are like super famous drag queens. We read their book on our other podcast. Shout out to another book on the shelf. And so like they'll like watch like a Netflix show, and then like it's them watching the show and like freaking out. But they did this. <laughs> <laughs> this little like one off or like I guess two off for Halloween and it's Katya and then two other like famous drag queens but they're watching the Twilight series oh really and the one episode they watch like Twilight New Moon and Eclipse and then the second one they watch the two parts of Breaking Dawn oh and it's the funniest effing thing because no kidding <laughs> and cause like I cannot remember the last time I watched New Moon or Eclipse and then like all the stuff that they were like if that was happening in Breaking Dawn that I also forgot about it was good yeah which is why the OC was so good because there were so many Twilight people we got up so to six many. I'm pretty sure we got up to I'm six I'm pretty sure we got up to six yeah yeah <laughs> yeah cause season uh well like I guess it was, was he just in season like three and four Sandy's mm-hmm. lawyer friend was he was six I think I think he was Twilight number six oh right yeah. yes that's right <laughs> That's so funny. Because, I mean, the big ones that you remember, obviously, um, Bolchuk. What's his name? I always forget his name. Um, Cam something. Yeah, Cam. I don't know if there's, like, an accent on his name. So, like, Gigande? Or, like, is it just, like, Gigande? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. That's I don't think right. I've ever... Why I always forget his last name is because I don't really know how to pronounce it. So, in my head, I just, like... I, like, skim over it. Yeah, like, is it French and it's Gigande? Or is it just, like, super waspy and, like, Gigande? I don't, like, yeah. I've never heard anyone say it out loud, so I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> so, yeah, like, him, um, Jasper, Jackson Rathbone, is that yep. his name? Mm-hmm. And, um, what's her face? Rosalie. Um, yeah. Um, played Sadie. Nikki Reed. Nikki Reed, yeah. Like, those are the three that stand out, for sure. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then Sandy's friend was... Like a te- the teacher in Twilight. The teacher, I think, yeah. And then there were a couple of just like other random one-off. side vampire like, side. I think one of the other surfers werewolves. was like also like vampire number one or something. Like... Yeah, and then the other one was one of the werewolves, I think, or something. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Too funny. Good times, Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We always talk about characters that we had to say goodbye to. Yeah. Let's talk about the runners-up first. The runners up. Okay. And then we'll, yeah. Because I feel like we probably have the same one. <laughs> well, I mean. You know, because it should be, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so some of the others. <laughs> so some of the others. Um, okay. Well, who are some of our mainstays that, I mean, Caleb. Yep. Right? R.I.P. Caleb. Um, Jimmy Cooper, who did not oh. die, but did. Yep. 
Um, That's a good call. Anna and Teresa. Oh, yep. I had both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny did die. <laughs> Johnny. Yes. That's who else I was thinking of. Yep. Did die. Did die. Yes. Yes. Um, who else? Who else? I mean, I feel like those are big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think everyone else is a little bit smaller than that. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, we say goodbye to Alex and Lindsay and Zach. Um, and Oliver. Yeah. Those are all kind Oliver. of. Yeah, but they're kind of like, like slightly smaller parts. Well, and like they're like I'd say they're probably like in line with Johnny because they're all in that like six yes. to eight episodes, yeah, except like true. Johnny died. Right. Whereas the rest of them just like. Yeah, and then like and like Anna and Teresa like they come back a few times, so, like they're yep. that slight bit more, but again, living. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So who did you have as your number one goodbye? Well, I mean, clearly it's Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The many times that we thought <laughs> she was going and then she died. <sighs> Man. Yeah. I feel like, because that would have been, I guess, like 2006. So at that mm-hmm. point, as much as like the internet did exist, um, for anyone who doesn't understand, just so everyone knows, Google only was invented in 1998. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yeah, we were all still like 2006. That was like pre Facebook. Yes, yes, that's right? too, that's pre Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> our main chatting was on MSN. Yeah, I think we're still downloading stuff on LimeWire. Yeah, iPods came out like. What to by that by 2006 we were on to like picture iPods, but definitely not touch iPods. I think, and iPhones would have maybe been 2006. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, I think iPhones were they might have been 2007, but yeah, <laughs> just for some context. It was 2007. I just googled it. Yeah, but so June 29th, 2007, first iPhone. I know. I was in Montreal. I saw the lineups. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, but, like, for knowing that uh, Misha Barton wanted to leave, was going to leave, that they were going to be doing something. Whereas, like, now, you know, unless you're, like, part of, like, the Marvel Universe or whatever, where they literally, like, keep you under lock and key and actually don't even give you scripts to read um, and, like, tell you other things yeah. are different events are different events um funerals or weddings wait what um I like just like you wouldn't from an acting perspective <laughs> i don't understand how they did that like literally like infinity war and endgame like no i think robert downey jr was the only person who got a complete script and like other people they were told that they could read the script but it had to be literally in a locked room with zero devices on themselves and they had to like a couple hours that they were allowed to look at it and then that was it it's truly but most people yeah no it was literally as far as i'm concerned it was day of and you would maybe get like you'd get the paper that had like your line on it all the stuff that happens in infinity war where like people dust like i was watching this interview with sebastian sin he was like no like no one actually told him what was happening even as he was like getting ready to film he like just kept going to different people and it was like, yeah, you know, you just kind of like fall. And then he's like, what? Oh, talk to this person. Oh, talk to that person. And like, no one would tell. Yeah, it's crazy. How is an actor meant to do their job <laughs> if they don't have contact? 
Oh, but like, so like Marissa Dunn, like where I feel like on a TV show, if we knew that someone was leaving, mm-hmm. um, like how someone left on Chicago Fire and like whatever, um, it's fine. But like there were, yeah, I mean, they managed there were to hints. keep, keep but, things fairly under wraps for certain things, but. But like back yeah. then, like we definitely wouldn't have known. So like, mm-hmm. again, because I don't remember, I definitely didn't watch that episode. I feel like Marissa dying would have been like absolutely like mind exploding people would have been like oh it was i remember watching it i remember sitting there and being like (laughs) in total shock that they had actually killed her like the episode ended and my sister and i looked at each other and we were like did she just die (laughs) so crazy man yeah but yeah this is before stuff got spoiled on twitter like as it happened well, and yeah, you're you're not seeing like the behind the scenes like photos of yeah. stuff, and then being like, oh, like how come? Oh, there was a picture of like a f- you know a car crash and like Ryan Ryan carrying Marissa. Right. I wonder what that's about. Like, you would never would have seen that stuff back then. No, unless you were like I don't know, maybe they ran that stuff in like People magazine. <laughs> but even that, yeah, like, but people mm-hmm. just wouldn't have had like camera phones. Yeah. Like, whereas now it's literally like you can walk down the street and like you know take pictures of celebrities oh, or whatever. Sure. Yeah, like it's. Totally. Yeah, I know. So Marissa Wild. dying like would have been huge. Yep. Man. Man, we got some really good segues going here. All um, right. <laughs> speaking of Marissa, uh, mm-hmm. well, and others, we always do this one category that I actually really like as a category. Yeah, me too. Who do you feel bad for? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, Marissa was my winner. <laughs> Oh, nice. I yeah, kind of forgot about her for this category, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, like, cause I'm trying to think of, like, who we had for some of the other seasons. Yeah, I definitely remember looking, but I definitely didn't write them down. <laughs> um, um, I'm pretty sure season two we had Lindsay. Oh, yeah, that's valid. I felt really bad for that girl all through that season. Yeah. Um, I don't seem to have one written down for season one no i don't either and then who would it have been in season three Mm -hmm. i think i think in season three i may also have given it to marissa oh fair yeah i mean she does die at the end so um yeah no when i was writing my notes i just fully forgot about marissa because i picked i picked Lindsay. that's a totally like yeah, that makes just a lot because of sense. she gets a raw deal throughout that the, the her entire run thing. on that show. Yeah, and not that anything that happened to Marissa was her fault, but like Lindsay didn't do shit. Like no, she didn't do anything. She wrong. didn't do anything. She was just trying to go to school and like date her boyfriend without it being weird and complicated. Yeah, and like had her and Ryan not been in that same class, like she never would have known. Nothing would have happened with yep. her mom, and it just. You know, would have been life is, you know, moving on. And yeah, like it just, she just could never win in that situation. No, it's true. Also because Caleb was like such a dick. He was. And like, it would be different if he had like just found out, but he knew the whole time. Oh, yeah. And was giving her money. So then like, why are you now being such a jerk about it? Yeah. Whatever. But I mean, yeah, you know, Marissa died, so fine. (laughs) Yeah, she's, uh, she's just, 
And like so many bad things happen to that girl throughout this entire show. <laughs> and then just like the cherry on top is she dies at the end. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have bad stuff happen to you. Um, people will die around you. You'll ca- like, not cause people to die, but mm, be involved in people's mental health breakdowns yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, and then you're going to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's rough. She has a rough go of it. <laughs> and then she dies. <sighs> Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Marissa Kaber. Mm-hmm. Poor old Misha Barton. Indeed. Has she done anything recently? I don't think so. I mean, she's definitely done stuff since the OC, but like... Mm-hmm. Not recently, right? No, really? now I'm realizing we should have had a like, where are they now? <laughs> well, that's a good call. We could wing that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's been in some random movies that I've literally never heard the names of cool and like a like a fair bit like at least one or two every year but straight up have not heard of any like she is officially like c-list you know sketchy horror type yeah maybe after the oc she was just like no thank you (laughs) oh yeah she was on that one episode of svu but yeah everything other than that rough yeah Oh, uh, who did you think, I'm going to swap these and do least and then most, Okay. Um, had the least growth throughout the series? This one was so hard. I had a hard time and was making notes and then I had a, and then I went with that. I went oh. with, my, with my gasp choice. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I couldn't think of anyone who had, like, a full run on the series. Yeah. Which, like, totally fair. But, like, I mean, you know, Caleb and Jimmy stay fairly stagnant. I mean, Jimmy especially, I feel like. (laughs) Like, he might be be the one for me. Because, like, he starts off the series as you know this guy who's embezzling money (laughs) and trying to sort things out not doing it well yeah kind of like is really not winning any father of the year awards um he tries he really does but (laughs) doesn't succeed and then by the time he comes back to like potentially marry julia again he's in the same situation like jimmy do you not learn (laughs) Well, then, like, even in the fourth season, like, he ends up kind of blowing Caitlyn off a couple times, sort of. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, Jimmy actually was my official winner. Okay. Because okay. I've been I've been trying to talk myself through it, and, like, at first I was like, Seth? Because, like... I mean, a little Seth. bit. And not in a bad way, whereas I feel like Jimmy, like, had the opportunities to grow and should have grown, but, like, right. Seth is still just a teenage boy, and that's fine. And then, like... Sandy and Kirsten, that's because they didn't have to. Right. And that was, those were who I was also thinking of. Like, I especially had Sandy um, because I feel like he's in, I mean, like, as much as he has, like, him and Kirsten both have their own little arcs within that kind of, like, do, like, a little dip Mm -hmm. and come back out of it. Yeah. Um, But they both end in, like, the kind of really solid place where they start. Yeah. 
you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Jimmy Cooper, man. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) He's just kind of a weenie. Yeah, and like you just want him to be like a good dad. Yeah, and he's just not doing a, he's not doing a good job. Nope. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, and then, alternatively. Of course. Who, most growth. Yeah, most growth. I feel like it's got to be summer. Yeah. With, and like, Julie, solid second yes. place. Absolutely. Solid second place. Yeah. She had Very ups close and downs. Yeah. And in a different way than Summer, where it's, like, Summer mm-hmm. just, like, progressed and grew and, like, learned about herself because she was going from, like, you know, 15 to 20 or whatever. Whereas, like, Julie certainly changed as a person. Right. And, like, went through a lot of stuff. But, yeah, I think just as a main character, like, you know, Summer started just being the ditzy friend. Mm-hmm. But also... And not even just ditzy, but also just, like, like a straight-up mean girl. Yeah, ditzy mean girl, and, like, she just thought that that's what her place was. Yeah. And, like, slowly learned that that wasn't, and then, obviously, in, like, the, you know, the last, is it all just the last season? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, she goes, to, she goes to, ends up going to, like, a school that she didn't think she could. Granted, she gets kicked out. But, like, she does learn what she wants to, like, do for the rest of her life, and, like, how, you know, she was also the one kind of realizing the different ways that her and Seth's relationship should be and like that they're going to be okay and just yeah I don't know she just seemed to be the one that really really did it yeah absolutely and yeah like you know yeah she she finds her like purpose in the end and yeah yeah well even like because I thought about Ryan as well but I think Ryan always had all that in him he just didn't Mm -hmm. have the opportunity whereas like and I think he knew that he had it in him yeah whereas like Summer didn't know exactly yeah yeah Yeah. which leads me to just Ryan Atwood being my forever favorite (laughs) oh Ryan I love him I know honestly my theory um I know we've already talked about Marvel, but like, especially in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, like the TV show. Yeah. Bucky's 100% like grown up Ryan Atwood. Yes. In all ways. The way he dresses, the way he acts, like so nice, so soft, but then also like will punch people. He's fully just grown up Ryan Atwood. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, why I am I it. enjoying this so much? And then I had that realization. I was like, oh, oh. it's because he's Ryan Atwood. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, people growing. Who was your best couple of the series? I mean, I yeah. feel like Sandy and Kirsten are the clear winner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just because, you know, they are the couple. They were the couple that all the other couples wanted to be. Like, the kids wanted to, you know, the kid right. couples. Like, even Summer, when she made couples. her little collage of, like, yeah. couples throughout the ages. It was Sandy and Kirsten yeah. in there. And, like, they got through a lot of different things. And... Mm-hmm. Did you have any, like, outliers? 
Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. Didn't even really think about it because I had Sandy <laughs> and Kirsten just in my back pocket. And yeah. Like, yes, they're the best couple. Um, I always want to root for Seth and Summer, but like so much of their relationship is just so like I don't even know. Yeah, I definitely did not have them. I mm-hmm. my like sort of like oh, I wish it was that kind of was Seth and Anna. Ah, your wild card couple. Yeah, <laughs> just because like that would be the couple that I would want to be. You know, they're just like they're different, but they're the same, and they're nerdy and they're cute and like yeah. Anna was the first one to kind of like really push him in like a good way and in it summer did as well but it was different but like no for sure yeah they were just kind of my like side couple (laughs) nice i love it (laughs) who did you have with the worst couples (laughs) well originally i had put down marissa and volchuk because i hate them oh i forgot about that one yeah it's a good call but then I remembered as we were talking about Taylor and Dean Hess, and it's that one. It's <laughs> definitely that one. They just like made each other more annoying, and also it was gross. Fair. Yeah. Who did you have? My like, I, my ultimate winner was Julie and Luke. Okay, that yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair Partially enough. again, See, what's... I had forgot about Taylor and Dean Hess, but like, Dean Hess was so like you know brush away whatever brush off like who cares right whereas like the julian luke thing had a slight more effect on like other people and also was just like so random and gross right (laughs) i also didn't really like ryan and sadie but i get why it had to happen but i feel like it's not that i didn't like it i just didn't care they weren't a bad couple i just didn't care yeah precisely that's exactly it yeah yeah but yeah julian luke no thank you so the two worst are definitely the ones that involve a um, an adult person and a minor. Yes. I think this is going to be a theme in every single series that we do. Oh, we're gonna have to remember that and see if it really is. Oh man. It. I. Yeah, it is though. <laughs> I can already tell you it is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. I don't know why it's a consistent theme in these shows, but it's real gross. Because it's just I one mean, of wish those things. Stop. And like, like, none of my high school or university like teachers and professors, none were remotely attractive or even like semi-age appropriate in a like 10-year kind of way. Like, no, no. Okay, no, there definitely were in my high school. Um, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, there were some hot teachers. Not not a ton. There was a couple. Well, as an example, they were there. My mother and I had the same English teacher. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah, no, we had some young teachers <laughs> in our school, in our high school. But still, it's still gross. Yeah. Like, I I don't care. It's gross. No. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> While we're thinking of things we don't like, what what did you have as the worst episode? Or least Honestly, favorite? Honestly, I had I had trouble with these ones too because it's just like hard to remember every single episode. Yeah. Um so I just ended up going with the the one we talked about for season four, the dream lover. 
season four, episode eleven, the one where Seth and Che go on that stupid oh yeah thing, and then I can't remember what else yeah, stupid no, is happening in it, but there's other things that are stupid that are happening in it. I think there's Taylor and her her French ex-husband there's that whole thing and he was just annoying and so it's that episode for me yeah, just like no, that's, no thank you that's a good one yeah. I couldn't even like think of one just cause I like mostly I was like there has to be like some that were bad but then I was like well like Jen will have something and I'm sure <laughs> honestly though like I will say um, it's one of the only ones that I was really like I hate this yeah I feel like, like all the rest, as, yeah. as much as there are ones, obviously, that are just kind of mediocre, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. fairly impressive how decent most of the episodes are. Yeah, like they have something. And like, yeah, and there's not there's not one that, like, if I was going to watch it again, that I would be like, ugh, I'm not watching this. Yeah. Whereas there are definitely episodes like that in other series. Yeah, no, that makes. That I hate more. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm thinking of anything in particular. <laughs> oh man, what did you have as the best episode? Oh, this was so hard. This was so hard, just because there's so many. Yeah. But I ended up going with the Tijuana episode. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, season one, episode seven the escape that was my first I think one that's the one right yeah it's the escape yeah i, I double checked okay <laughs> yeah I, should have. I wrote down i was like tj question mark but i then i also looked up yep the escape season one yeah. episode seven just because like it has a little bit of you know it has the road trip it has a thing where it almost ah. dies for the first time the carrying the song the everything yeah but then i was like trying to think because and that's what it is like it's all season one like who are we kidding oh, it's season one um and I was like, you know, honorable mention, the premiere, of course, like, oh, yeah, yeah. just like a definite honorable mention for being all that stuff a, with, like, extremely solid pilot episode, like Ryan at the end of the driveway, Marissa, that whole thing. Yeah. And that, oh. so then I was trying to like branch out and kind of like, I mean, yeah, I was trying to be slightly more diplomatic about it um, <laughs> and not just be like the TJ episode. <laughs> um, uh, season two, episode six, the Christmaca that almost wasn't like where Summer saves oh, Christmaca yeah, and they give Lindsay a Christmas and like that. One, I was like, that yeah. one was nice just because like yeah. kind of you know it was a holiday one and it brought them all together. Um, but yeah, it's totally DJ. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Because sure. that was the first time that we got one of those situations. That was when it then went on the hiatus for the World Series. We were all left there being like, what? Like, yeah. It was just so good. Yeah. Well, then even like the season four, like the New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. Also road trip. Um, Yeah. Like that one was because that was just like fun. I also really enjoyed that one. Yeah. yeah. Man, good times. Yeah. We only have like three categories left, and they're the oh, big ones. Cool. What did you have as your favorite Sethism? I I mean I went with the again I went with the season one. <laughs> he says you're a Cohen now. Welcome to a life of insecurity and paralyzing self doubt. And I like this particularly because first of all, very on brand for especially yes. season one Seth Cohen. Yeah. Also the welcoming of Ryan in really without like. 
you know, almost like no questions asked. They just yeah. like accept it immediately. But yeah, it was also, episode four, like done. You can see the growth from that point at the beginning. Yeah. To like where they get to now. Where like, you know, that's not necessarily what it means to be a Cohen anymore. I mean, they've all sort of redefined it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, obviously that's the same one that I had. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and again, because there's so many that are so quippy and so hilarious oh yeah but i had that one because with then like an adjacent of season four episode one where he had made the comic for ryan and was trying to get him to like you know come home or whatever and he said you may never save the planet but you did save us yeah and i thought that kind of like tied into like again it was you know like sort of like bookending yes i love that i love that as a follow-up perfect so Ugh, yeah. so good Ugh. maybe Seth and Ryan are the best couple how they might we, be actually I don't know how, how we did we not talk about that? that I don't know that's that's, <laughs> cl- that's clearly them yeah man because I feel like did I say them for I think you did for one one of the seasons I can't remember what yeah <laughs> yeah Sounds like you're right day. that's they win yes Ryan and Taylor done <laughs> Ryan and Seth yeah. Oh man, good times. Yeah. Oh, now, 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 we're doing this one second to last, even though it is kind of like the big one, but it's just because the last category I think is more fun and whatever. Yeah. Oh, most iconic moment. Let's go with okay. some adjacents, and then all right, all right, whatever you have is like oh god, the big adjacent. one. <sighs> okay, I don't. <laughs> Here's the thing is I don't know how to like do adjacents. Okay. Okay. Let's do an adjacent moment. This one is adjacent because I don't think it's, uh, it might be the iconic moment that everybody remembers. Yes. But I don't think it's the iconic moment of the show as a fan of the show. I think we have the exact same obviously thing, the Marissa we? shooting tray. Yeah. I think is probably culturally the most iconic moment in the entire series. Like it's the one that's been parodied. It's the one that. Yeah, it's like, the SNL skit. You know, like it's everything. Yes. Yeah, it's the one that everybody remembers. Hmm. Um, I absolutely also had that as an adjacent. Yep. Within the <laughs> show itself. Yeah. I think the whole Ryan carrying Marissa out of the alley in Tijuana. Yeah. And just the way he carries her, because you also have that the first time he does it is when she's when Summer drops her passed out drunk on her front driveway there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then does he carry her that way in the scene where she dies? Yeah. Okay. Because he has her and so there's, like, there's like, the that. fire behind them and then eventually he like sets her down. Yeah. Yeah. So there's also that one. Yeah. But the one that I had for the iconic one mm-hmm. is the moment where he's Sandy's driving him away to go back to Chino and Marissa's in the driveway and the sun is setting in that like because they flash back to that moment yeah. so many times mm-hmm. and it's just something about that moment encapsulates the beginning of that show so perfectly and it's always the moment that's like that makes me want to watch the whole series all over again yeah that's a really good call so that's the one that won for me nice yeah well, yeah you? I well I because I had yeah I had the shooting adjacent I had because yeah. in my head, my immediate answer was like, TJ, in the alley. Right. And then I was like, oh, the shooting, but not for the exact same reasons that you said. Like, it's not actually the shooting. I didn't think about that beginning part. 
with that like driving or then or even when they're just at the driveway and you know who are you anyone you want me to be yeah yeah oh it's so good yeah like it's all no matter what it's brian and marissa oh always absolutely they are like if maybe if we're not talking about like best couple necessarily but if you want to talk about like the most iconic pairing in that yeah series every like the whole ryan and marissa thing like drives that show Mm -hmm. up until season four (laughs) man well they're just yeah i just so good it's so good and it's not even in a way where like i didn't actually ever like want them to be together i don't think i mean i think i always kind of did just because in the I mean, way that you kind of want star-crossed lovers to be together, because that's what they are, really. I feel like, like back then, I probably definitely did. Watching it this time, for some reason, I didn't. See, I think for me, the reason I still kind of do is that you never get the sense, necessarily, that they're bad together. Mm-hmm. They just have terrible timing. Ugh, yeah. It's like their timing is always awful. Yeah. Like, they're always thwarted by outside. I mean, like, sometimes it's like, you know, Marissa maybe making some poor decisions or Ryan making some poor decisions. But, like... Or one of them not saying something to the other one, so then the other one does something right. because they don't know because they just don't tell each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're the most tragic couple of the series. I mean, oh, they for sure. Because she dies, but, like... But you even, know... even if she didn't, like... Right. Do you, do you really think, like, in season four, they just would have, like been together and like been happy no no they would have kept coming up with yeah reasons like you know she didn't get into berkeley but he did or she someone was at I mean, oliver was freaking at berkeley they're or like, like whatever they're like the topic of like an adele song or like a taylor swift <laughs> breakup song that needs to be the quote of the series for us <laughs> <laughs> Oh, somebody write that down so I can put it on our social media. Yeah, no, that's completely exactly it. Yeah. If either of those two people were making songs at that time, yeah, they would have been heavily featured. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about Marissa being dead and like, hello from the other side. Right. Uh- <laughs> telling you, man. <laughs> Man. Yeah. And brilliantly, we're we're on fire today. Yeah. Look at talking this. about oh music. God, we, we've not planned any of these no. transitions. <laughs> this was good. Um we saved the last award, the best song, the song of the series for the end. I think we need to do like a musical discussion, the adjacents, and then the winner. Yes. Absolutely. The OC. Also, we are discounting the theme song because that's too easy. We're not discounting it. Not discounting it, but I mean, it can't get Song of the Series. Like, that's clearly the Song of the Series. Song of the Series yeah. other than the theme song. Correct. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm like, that's part of the discussion that I wanted to have, saying that, oh, like, no, no, it's obviously it is We're the definitely song. part of the discussion. <laughs> It's too easily win the song of the series is correct. the problem. Yes. Um, by this point, Buffy had been on. There was like a few people that like played the bronze. Biff naked, yeah. But oh, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't quite the same. 
um, Dawson's Creek would have been on. Mm-hmm. So like again, some songs, but not yeah, but not like Dawson's on the show. Yeah. No, like you know, you can't really. I can't remember moments that are tied to a song. Um, I mean, hey, when we get there and watch it, you never know. My mind might be changed, but right now I can't think of like, oh, you know, when this thing happened and like Pacey, whatever, and like the song played. Whereas with the OC, right. so many things are oh, like. Yeah. So many. And, As, like, I mean, music was such a a part of that series. Like, I purchased every single soundtrack for that. Yeah. Back when you would, like, buy CDs. <laughs> well, just, and, you know, like, as we had mentioned, like, The Bait Shop, that was huge. Like, Rooney, mm-hmm. Death Cab. Right. Death Cab. The Killers. That was a whole discussion the that we had killers. in season two. Because at that point, they weren't, like, the killers, you know? No. Like, Whereas, like, now, anyone, you can still, like, you start bringing up Mr. Brightside, and everyone's like, fuck yeah. Like, right. <laughs> Speaking of iconic things, like. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and, like, because One Tree Hill started at the same time as this show, roughly. I mean, I think it started slightly after, just because the OC started in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they ended up doing some of that as well. But yeah. I do think the OC beat them to it a little bit. Well, and in... in like I'm not a, 100% sure, to be honest. Yeah, timing-wise, I'm not sure. And, like, thinking of, you know, groups that I know are on One Tree Hill, like, there's going to be a moment where Jack Jack's, uh, Jack's Mannequin is there on, and, like, when we get to that episode, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, and there's also, like, an entire Fall Boy storyline, so, you know, like, that's... I was going to say... Pete Wentz is definitely in that show as a yeah. character. Um, you'll see my emo. Uh, it will come out uh, yeah. shortly. Um, but for that, like, early 2000s, because, mm-hmm. like, it was like music itself was changing at that time. Yeah. And so all of these bands, you know, that we had already talked about, like, there were even more than, you know, that I said, like, Death Cab and Killers and whoever. It was just block. There's so many block party songs. There's so many block party songs. Yeah. And, you know, like, I was like running up the hill. The, the oh yeah, that the cover and like ugh. yeah, the placebo cover. That song. Yeah. Well, and yeah, even like you know, there's a bunch of Sufia and Stevens. Um, yeah. there's a bunch of uh, well, Imogen Heap, of course. Yeah. Um. Oh, Rufus Wainwright. I think there's a bit. Um. Oh, who was I thinking before that? Oh, Band of Horses. You have a few Band of Horses songs. Oh, yeah. You know, like. Yeah just like like it's just wild it's just so wild and like it, all well, these people you kind of like forgot it like oh my god like right. there's like a nada surf song and right like, yeah. <laughs> like there's da- like damien rice songs like all these like yeah you know stab yourself in the face songs Coldplay, yeah. like fix you like that would have oh, been like super right. early cold play <laughs> like there's just so there's like rogue wave songs and cat power and like james blunt like i literally just oh my god then like the ryan adams wonderwall like there's so yes much wait when was there the what smashing pumpkins landslide i feel like i would have remembered that but just like all of like, these I bands that too i don't know it's saying it's on this playlist of all these things but oh questionable okay. i feel like i would have called that one like pretty hard because that's right. like one of the best covers ever because even just that yeah covers yeah like some of the best covers that have ever happened. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, and they definitely like premiered that Beck album in that one episode. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Right. That was like clearly that was like a we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of like cross promotional something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the Jeff Buckley Hallelujah. Yeah. Man. All the Mazzy Star songs. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But then we get to what is obviously the song, the song, mm-hmm. capital T-H-E, iconic, mm-hmm. the song. The song. Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> on our stories, I had posted, like, I saw this teacher keeps, like, playing on TikTok, like, iconic songs for like his class but obviously yeah. like iconic from like when he was growing up right and he played that one like everyone of course like they didn't know but it was just like when you get to like the, mm, what you say and you're just like oh my god yeah it's true oh and like yeah. the snl skit oh my god right so good because it's an, it's another one of those songs too sort of like running up the hill where like like it's building and it's building and then, like, that happens, and, like, all you can see is Marissa with the gun. Right? Absolutely. That, like, that's it. Absolutely. Anytime I've said to anyone that, like, oh, we're doing this podcast, and, like, we're talking about the OC, they're like, oh, my God, like, hide and seek, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, talk about a, a song that's just, like, forever tied to a scene in a show. Like, yeah. I can't think of anything else really off the top of my head no. that like is so tied together. No. Like on any other show I can't think of No. Like something that isn't the theme song. Right. Some, you know, like you know, I'm sure like the finale of MASH they probably played, but it was probably like a version of the theme song or something, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. just some other song that like, existed in life yeah. already. Right. Because, like, I, I can think of, obviously, like, so many movies have songs that are, like, so tied to them. that are Definitely. You know, that's the entire category at the Oscars, right? Yeah. You know, Lose Yourself, Eminem, 8 Mile. Like, that's Man, iconic that's levels. Like, yeah. and again, like, obviously, like, so many more. But for a TV show. Yeah. And it, like, all I did laugh, because we had talked about Band of Horses last, on the last episode, and then literally that next day I was watching an episode of Criminal Minds and Funeral came on. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the episode where like um Vanderbeek was oh had like multiple so personalities and was like had recaptured and then like Funeral came on and I was like, "Oh my god." But it still wasn't it was a good moment. Like it was clearly like it was I think it was like mid-season finale probably, but like it was a whole okay. thing and like it was a massive episode, but not not like this whereas like people mm-hmm. who haven't watched the OC still know. Yeah, right? Yeah. And again, a lot of that is from the the skit with, like, was it? It's Hater and Wig and Sandberg. And I think it was yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Wasn't, was he the host, I think? I think it was Shia oh, LaBeouf. Oh, you know what? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my God, that's funny. Right? And they just, like, keep shooting each other. And then it just keeps coming on. And, mm, what you, mm, what yeah. you say? Mm, what you say? Yeah, it's so funny. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. 
Oh, yeah, the shooting, a.k.a. Dear Sister. That's what yes. it is if you, like, look it up. Yeah. It's on the Lonely Island have it on their playlist. Um. <laughs> Too funny. And they just keep picking it up and, like, losing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Andrew's face. Just, like, watching it without the sound and, like, dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And that. But, yeah, those soundtracks oh. were just... They were great. And I think because, I mean, because I was in high school Fair. watching this, yeah, especially the first couple soundtracks, like, there's just something about them that, yeah. you know, takes they're, me back, man. It's, well, and like, they're the mixtape that you would want to make. Yes. <laughs> right. right. Like, like, they were so good. I listened to them, like, on repeat. Yeah. They're why I started listening to Death Cab for Cutie. Like, I think this show basically launched them. And, like, in this weird thing of, like... Because I definitely watched season two, so, like, I knew... And, like, in my head, I knew Seth Cohen was obsessed with Death Cab. But I, like, Mm -hmm. never listened to Death Cab until 2008. I met my friend Quinn. Hmm. Um, Hmm. And, like, he loved Death Cab. And then, like, we went on a whole, like, Death Cab journey. I can remember... Nice. Having, like bubble tea or something and like sitting in the beaches like on the boardwalk where the benches are and like oh yeah i'd like walk take on like on a thoughtful walk by myself and was like listening to the new death cab whatever came out that year and was just like sitting there like looking at the water having a whole death cab moment myself (laughs) was it plans was it plans that came out yeah yeah because yeah because like because he was transatlanticism was the one that i think was around when the oc was Yes, so. 2003. Transatlanticism was 2003. Yeah. And just because, like, Quinn was gone, so, like, he was in, like, Texas or something, like, so, like, we were texting, oh. and it was just, like, listening to it, and we were just having this, like, moment, and it was this whole thing. <laughs> nice. I love it. I was just, like, looking off into Lake Frickin' Ontario by myself. Oh, God. Um, I mean, I guess that would have been 2008, so, like, plans would have been older than Plans was then. 2005, yeah. yeah. Oh, so maybe it was... Um... Oh, it was Narrow Stairs. But yes. I was probably listening to, like, a whole bunch of them. But, yeah, I was definitely... Oh, yeah, because it's I Will Possess Your Heart is Narrow Stairs. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it was for sure Narrow Stairs. <laughs> right. Oh, yes, and Grapevine Fires. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, so good. I haven't listened to Death Cab, like, properly in so long. Maybe I'll have to go through all their albums. Yep. <laughs> but, whew, the amount that I listened to Transatlanticism, like, wow. <laughs> When I really like, yeah, even the photo album, I really like that. Yeah. Because it has a movie script ending. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a great one. (laughs) Coney Island, it has Coney Island too. It does have Coney Island, yeah. So let's just listen to all of the Death Cab. (laughs) Right? I'm really excited. So as y'all may know, the OC is ending. We are very shortly starting January 2022, diving into One Tree Hill. I'm excited just to see how the music is, like, are there any, like, overlaps? Is it different? Mm Because, like, the vibe is very different for One Tree Hill. It is. And, like, the music vibe is different, the whole show, like, everything, so. Yeah, it's it's definitely more emo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Me too. I'm excited. Because I, like, kind of forget all of the music that was, that was on that one. I'm literally just, like, dying on the inside for the episode where Andrew McMahon plays. Oh my god. 
I think he actually even plays Dark Blue. I can't, guys, I can't. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. So excited. I'm so excited. I know. So yeah, so, I that mean, was like DLC. Yeah, clearly, I think it's clear to say that season one is the winner. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just nothing beats that first season. It's no. so good. Yeah. And like, if you think of like first seasons to compare to like other first seasons, like it's just, it's just so good. Right? Man. Truly incredible. Like, ugh. Oh, I'm also excited to see like how many like random like guest star people show up on that One Tree Hill. Me too. I'm very excited for that as well. All right. Okay. Let's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We're going to wrap her up. <laughs> this was the OC. This was the OC. I hope everybody enjoyed following along with us. I don't, like, it's such a weird thing. Like, at the beginning when we were like, oh my god, it's 92 episodes. Like, we're never going to get there. And we're there. And we're there. And now we're on to a much longer series. Like, substantially longer. Only by, like, 100 episodes. <laughs> Only by, like, 100 episodes. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. first week of 2022 let's not even talk about how that's happening right and we are heading to north carolina yes we are oh man and i just i'm just Wintry looking hill. now this series apparently wintry hill ended in 2012 so we're yeah. like gonna be oh well it started in 2003 so it'll be like 20 years 20 yeah. years later <laughs> Damn. Amazing. Uh, If you do want more OC content, uh, Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark. Clark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Have a podcast. Welcome to the OC bitch. Uh, They were just speaking with Adam Brody, and I'm sure that was super hilarious. Oh, nice. I'll have to listen to that. And so, yeah, get all the OC content as always send us messages we will talk about the oc for the end of time yeah and let us know what you want to like really focus on for one tree hill like man oh man let us know what you're excited for we're excited Ah, too so excited uh and we'll see you in the new year bye